Previously on Planet Arcana. After our crew is subjected to a suspect lineup, Senior Diplo Beef's impartial takes charge of their interrogation, claiming sufficient evidence to warrant more serious measures, including the confiscation of their property. Fortunately for our fools, old dog Crater Wayne has learned a few new tricks and stealthily summons an unseen servant to hide their contraband. Unable to put sufficient pressure on our party, Beef's attempts to negotiate, promising clemency with one hand while threatening more rigorous questioning with the other. But it is clear Beef's would prefer to keep the details of the theft a private matter. Characteristically uncooperative, the crew mocks Beef's until they are informed they are to be released into the custody of an unnamed individual. And so the crew departs the precinct, leaving a thoroughly roasted beefs in their wake. But not before they encounter the other members of the impartial household. While Celestine exchanges pleasantries with Cake, young Wellington discreetly hands off his father's stolen ring to Riot. Outside our party finds awaiting them a limousine, and within, the one who bailed them out, Lux Booker. Lux and Riot engage in tense conversation regarding the ring and regarding Riot's schedule of public appearances leading up to CGA to begin immediately as the limo drops them off at a special event. Riot causes a true calamity of a distraction, openly announcing her presence in Paragarden for the first time while allowing Crater and Celestine to slip off for a chat with Teaspoon, also in attendance. They covertly convey to Teaspoon that they are here to help and have met with Finale 13. Teaspoon, meanwhile, subtly hints at a surprise plan for CGA and ominously suggests she and Riot have more in common than it might seem. Back at System Mary Viable, the crew give Beef's ring to JD Detective who decodes the stolen documents. Within, he finds information suggesting Uncle Edict believes the final day of this year bears significance to the collective journey. Another revelation is a list of legacy android parts, with notes indicating how many generations the part had been passed down. The crew recognizes these as stolen parts, so no one is surprised to see Crater's limbic sensor on the list. Though it is a shock to learn that his limbic sensor is over 1,600 years old. I can hear you. I am listening. from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these verdant and desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. Compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key.
The mere 24 hours you spent hunting Vlad through the networks, being caught and questioned by the Diplos, speaking in code with both Lux and then Teaspoon, and then finally uncovering the secret of Beefs's documents, it's beyond what most people could survive. You found yourself exhausted for a few days, which was somewhat convenient as JD advised you to lay low for a little bit. Aside from your daily and surface pleasant check-ins with Lux, you've had a comfortable few days of no obligations and blessedly rest. It's been three or four days since you got home from the precinct and you're settling in for another night's rest. But once again, you are pulled from your restful states and into the networks. It's that familiar feeling, a sudden fall without a landing, a sharp breath in where there's no air, everything engulfing you while nothingness goes on forever. You're in the networks. Last time you were here, you made the conscious decision to go in, to hunt. This time, once again, you're pulled in while you're trying to rest. And another familiar feeling surfaces. A choice between two. Crater, we're going to start with you. Mm -hmm. The choice isn't as abstract this time. You see two branching paths from yourself. To one side, a light-drenched crater repeating a loop of lifting a small being into the air. And to the other, a full moon and starry sky twinkles over a loop of a proudly marching crater. And you hear two voices in tandem. Crater, this is your legacy. I choose to go towards the moon. The two diametric skies spiral into each other, forming a new scene. You find yourself in an overlit sterile room, machines humming rhythmically in the background. You're alone. Save for a being supine on a metal slab table. It's an android, yes, but you don't sense a consciousness. It's difficult to place this android as a steam, gears, or cloud build. Here and there, maybe, but the frame is made up of so many different pieces, it's impossible to say which is the most prevalent. The desire to pass on the best piece of yourself is your choice to make. You can take it back, Crater. Our legacy can be yours once more. Crater, do you want to take back your limbic sensor? I mean, I, I, I do. I, could, I, I, want, I want to have the choice myself to give it away, not have it taken away from me. You walk over to the slab. You know where the limbic sensor is. A delicate and vulnerable spot at the nape of the neck. Your strong but gentle hands flip the being over. And there's an opening. In the middle of a bunch of wires carrying quick and tiny spheres of light, you see it. And it's yours. Finally, again, you reach in and take it. The rhythm of the machines alter. A frantic beeping starts. The vision becomes abstract, the sterile room starting to spiral away in the background, leaving only this being in your hands as you become filled with a sense of control. Riot. You see two branching paths, two riots, back to back, their profiles to you. To one side, she stands atop a stone staircase, reaching out to officials, authority. To the other, she's on a stage, reaching out to a sprawling crowd of cheering fringe folk. And you too hear two voices in tandem. Riot, this is 
your dominion. I choose the path of justice. The two riots hurriedly, stiffly straighten up, and each take a step, both backwards and to the side, melding into one another, facing forward, and you become them. You're on a stage in Paragarden. Spotlights circle around in the sky before they all spin around and point at you. A hush falls over the crowd. You try to move, but there's resistance. Countless golden threads wrapped around you, taut in every direction. Riot. Every good leader imagines a new world for the people that reside in it. You are primed to become the face of order. Riot. Do you want to rule absolutely? No. No, I don't. The golden threads tighten around you and snake towards your core, where you look down and see your own thread emerge. A sense of panic arises and culminates in a moment of stillness before the threads break off of you and get yanked into the darkness beyond. You reach out for them, but the vision cuts and leaves only a lingering sense of lost control. Celestine. Hmm. Two pinwheels, spinning gently, occasionally overlapping. You're in both of them, but your focus is drawn to the people surrounding you, your companions. Mr. Wanderer. Celestine, this This is your your purpose. purpose. Celestine has been worried about making this choice since the vision in the network, but I think he doesn't feel like this is a commitment necessarily and his curiosity forces him to choose the path of the star both pinwheels spin faster and faster and drift towards the other it's dizzying familiar and unknown and you're spinning too there are faces spinning around you you think you catch sight of riot crater sombra but it's too much and you can't latch on You're jerked upright, no longer spinning. You're in a field. The grass is low, the sky high above, nothing to see for miles. But you feel a pull deep in your core towards a sight unknown, and you know that following this pull will reveal memories left behind. I want to help you reconnect, Celestine. Not just for your own peace, but for the well-being of the world. There is a purpose greater than most mortals could ever dream of. Celestine, do you want to find what you want to remember? Yes. You're no longer alone in the field. There's now a shed directly in front of you. Your feet don't move, but it's still getting closer to you. Sombra is there now, too. She stands beside the shed, smiling gently, an arm outstretched. You're getting closer. It's getting closer. Another being is walking toward the door of the shed. A triangular jointed cloud android with a window to their heart. It's 13. They unlock the shed door and walk in and you follow. You see them grab something old and electronic off the shelf. It's abstract, hard to distinguish, but you somehow know what this is. And the vision fades gently away in the breeze through the grass as you whisper the name of this device. Receiver. You all come back to consciousness 
Celestine waking up, literally saying the word receiver. And similar to last time you were all pulled into the networks against, well, not by choice, you remember pieces of each other's visions, of each other's dreams. In fact, they're becoming quite clear. You awake in the hermit room. What does it mean? (laughs) Indeed. God, I don't feel rested anyway. So that's great. How are you two doing? I agree, Ms. Riot. I, I was far too unsettling to uh, to be restful. I, I take it you all saw much as, as much of my experience as I saw of yours. Sure did. I will say I was quite surprised to see 13 there. Yeah. That seems strange, no? That's the first time I've ever seen them connected to any of my visions from the Arcana, and uh, I can't help but feel that uh, it means they have some part to play in what we're doing here. you have any guesses of what this receiver thing is? Now, DMs, are we talking about a common Android part here that, like, we as androids might know of or at the very least crater might know of because uh, he's got all of his adult android memories all of you can make a let's call it an arcana check mm. Mm, 15 uh 9 okay 11 <laughs> okay <laughs> never forget um oh my god <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> bless, bless. <laughs> I would say with that, all of you are pretty clear that a receiver is not a typical part of an android. Celestine, as the word kind of comes to your mind and you start to just ruminate on it a little bit, it does sound uh, like a familiar part technology having to do with a creation point, but you can't remember past that. Like you might have heard it or perhaps a memory just jogs and you don't know where it comes from. You know it has something to do with a creation point, but you're not sure what. I think uh, I think I might need to visit another creation point soon and see if there is something that I can glean from the information there at one of the servers that will help us understand what this receiver is or what it was what it was meant to do. Did I uh did I recognize that shed that I saw? It almost looks like it was pulled from the area where 13 lives. Uh, like it looks like it was mm. a transplanted structure into this like fields that you were dreaming of. Those two visions shouldn't have gone together. The shed, I don't think you've been in a shed like that, but it does look like a place that would be like near the cathedral or behind it or something like that. All right. Maybe we should pay a pay a visit to 13. I was thinking the same thing and uh if I'm not mistaken, we do owe a debt to the Paragarden Fay. That we do. <laughs> this is a crazy thought. But you say you want to go to a creation point. I think the nearest one is the one in the Fayfields, no? The one that we went to with Tudor Spruce. Paragarden is like equidistant between the Fayfields one and one a bit north, which you haven't been to together. I was just thinking, you know, we're going to go. If we, if we do go to pay our debt to the Fay. There's a chance that there's some magic there that they might be able to go in between, especially given the magnitude of the fey fields. I don't know if that's something we could broach, but like maybe you could just go on a trip with them. Maybe you could just like pop in, pop out, get some info. I would certainly be willing to take whatever whatever assistance they they could offer, uh, provided it doesn't increase our truth or dare debt to them. <laughs> uh, I think we're 
in over our heads enough in that regard, but uh, I also am concerned about not being able to return easily and what might Mm -hmm. happen if we are found or if any of us is discovered to have left Paragarden while the Deeplos are watching us, but uh, Ms. Ryan, you do bring up a good point, and if it's if it's possible to do, then I, I would do it. Alright. We'll, we'll uh, put the feelers out when we <laughs> go and face what we're owing. <laughs> it's like a gallows march <laughs> on our way to play truth or dare. Uh, it's just icky, you know. <laughs> I think they make it ickier than it needs to be, too. There's a lot of kissing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's exactly Solving above board. Icky as truth or dare always is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kissy and pissy. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. They seem kind of gross. You know what? I would way rather play kissy or pissy than truth or dare. <laughs> What's that entail? Well, I mean, the way so you piss. Yeah, kiss yeah. Yeah, kiss yeah. Kiss yeah. Well. Exactly. Yeah, okay, we can we can pitch it. <laughs> I did want to talk to you guys, given our situation being in Lex's custody. I do feel like I need to act on this meeting pretty quickly, and that can go a lot of ways. Uh, I wanted to kind of pick your brains about. Uh, kind of before we head elsewhere like like what's what should we do with the ring i know you mentioned it might be a good idea to to have it be arbitrarily found as though beef's left it somewhere do we try to pretend to align ourselves with lux to get more information should i just act dumb like there's a lot of ways we can lean based on the interaction that we had with lux last time I don't think playing dumb is the strategy. Mm-mm. He knows. He knows we know. Yeah, he's a smart fella. He, I think he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Whether we want to lean into that or if we want to just ice him out, I'm not sure. Like you, you know him better than I do. Like Teaspoon seems mighty scared of him. I don't know. I'm apprehensive for you to fake being on his side. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm just so. I'm invigorated by the idea of being able to get him to give me something he wouldn't normally give, like a weakness or, I don't know, something that we can use against him that might inform, uh, you know, whatever it comes to later on down the line. But it is dangerous. The other concern that I have, Ms. Riot, is for your safety, because we've seen in the past that there is some sort of block on you against recognizing Lux's nefarious deeds. You Mm -hmm. couldn't see his sigil on those boxes of android parts and, and, and there have been other occasions where it feels like something was done to you. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned that that makes you particularly vulnerable to Lux. So whatever it is that you want to do, all I ask is that you let us support in some way and have your back so that should things go poorly, that we can we can do what it takes to get you out of there. I support that. I think... You know, as good at lying as I am, I think he does have the upper hand, so yeah, I I would appreciate that. And as far as the ring goes, it may be that we might not need to be in Lux's custody for so long if the ring were to be found. Yeah. I think, I'm not sure which one of you two said it, but 
I think it might be time for JD to pull pull some weight here. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. Like, I, uh, let's let's give the ring to JD. Mm-hmm. JD will know what to do with it. And I don't know. Maybe there's an opportunity to sneak it back into Beef's desk or something at work. You know. Mm-hmm. He's a deep low. <laughs> He has access. He has the keys. Ostensibly, <laughs> he is a deep low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the deep lows, Crater, a funny thing happened where the hairs on the back of my neck stood up on end when we were being questioned by Beefs. And okay. I noticed the box wasn't in his possession. You know, I've I've always been able to pick up when an invisible entity enters the room or is created in a room. And anything you want to tell us about that? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm humble, right? So I don't want to call attention to myself when I do, like, a really cool thing. But, like, did you also happen to feel, like, kind of inspired when we were dealing with Wellington? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's going on, Crater? I I genuinely think that the Scalafaxa regiment that I have going right now is changing me. Like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Stars. Tell me more. Tell me everything. I mean, like, I don't know. The last like last week or so, I've been like waking up and like been able to like tap my foot on beat like really well all of a sudden, which like <laughs> is something I've always struggled with. And like this has been tapping and tapping and tapping, and then all of a sudden, like. I don't know. I can do I can do some magic now, which is weird, you know. Like you know the saying, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, like this old dog can do some tricks, and then I just get like, a little <laughs> flare of sparklers out of my hands or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy about this. This is this is amazing. I I'm just this is everything I could have hoped for for this thing. This is like this is a huge breakthrough. This is like it works. It's and you're. <laughs> I don't know. Like, how are you emotionally? I've been noticing, I don't know, just it feels like you're in a good spot. It feels like you're able to, I don't know, shrug off those those feelings in a really healthy, powerful way. I don't know. Like, what? Um, how are you? Are you good? It's tough at times, for sure. There's definitely a lot of things, like the dream that we just had, which is definitely like anxiety-inducing and brings back a lot of bad memories. But I feel like I'm, I'm better at containing it mm-hmm. or like dealing with it before it explodes right mm-hmm. i genuinely think the scalifax is helping wow well if i may say so this could not have come at a better time because if your rhythm is getting better crater <laughs> and cga is just around the corner we can use whatever new talent you've developed i genuinely think that the prospect of us performing on a stage which admittedly has been giving me nightmares because uh, <laughs> I'm terrified of the prospect. Like, I think the past week of me dreaming about being on stage playing drums has made me a better drummer because, like, I, I'm practicing as I'm asleep, right? So I feel like I'm... I, f- oh, I don't want to do it, but, like, I'm kind of excited at the same time, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we ever have Garbazine ship those drums out? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get from the... From the uh, cold breaks to yeah. throw a lush. They're they're in the mail. <laughs> they're in the mail. It's close to CGA time. Everybody's mailing stuff. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I'm I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. That is remarkable. I I'm so excited for you, Crater, and and happy that you're feeling well. Enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do about Vlad? Chrissy, I that I feel like this, this this is like this daunting loose end that's been hanging over us for mm-hmm. the for the past couple of days. 
Celestine just like narrows his eyes and spits on the floor. <laughs> Look, uh, Celestine, I know you were all gung ho about going back there and trying to kill Vlad, but damn right I am. I think this is probably a good lesson for us. Maybe like we just kind of lick our wounds and know when we lose. I I don't think we're ready to go back in there and fight him. I genuinely have to think he's just too strong for us. If he's too strong for us, then what are we gonna do about Lux Booker? Well, who says we have to kill him? Who knows what this box journey is gonna mean for us, where it's gonna lead us, like... I don't know. There might be another way. We don't have all the information yet. Can I throw something out? Yeah. Please. We know we're not strong enough, or at least, I don't think we're strong enough to face Vlad. It's us three. Which... As you said, Celestine means we probably can't take on Lux, says us three. But what if we ask Vlad to help us, maybe? What <laughs> the fuck, Crater? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you he- he- hear me so out. so chaotic, he- I love <laughs> you. Hear me out. What the ser- What are you thinking? All this Scalifex is messing with your brain, Crater. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. At the end of the day, I, I feel like it comes down to who, who do we trust more to help us like we either have the Chrissy route in which she asks us to do something for her and we fail the doing or we can go to the other side and ask for Vlad's help who might have a common enemy with Lux like Lux is probably bad for business uh, with Vlad right Hmm. that's a good point I I recognize that the Vlad route is not great Uh, I don't hate it Uh, given our past with him and feelings, and I, I, I wonder if it might be worth it to just approach Chrissy again and see if we can make a deal with some of Vlad's weaknesses, some of the information that we learned when we were in the networks with him, to see if that will satisfy. And and if she snubs us, then like then we're out of options, and then and then Vlad, you know, as as awful as he is, is a sad, strange little man <laughs> who, yeah, he's powerful. We might have a means of, of giving him on our side and that's that's a huge win for us if we go up against Lux if we bring information to Chrissy that hurts Vlad does that just burn that bridge though how would he know I mean fair is Chrissy I can't remember is Chrissy in league with Lux in any way she had information on him and she was pretty open to giving it up for like for her own reasons basically so from that you could intuit that like like she's willing to give up sensitive information about Lux for the right price which means she's probably not like Mm -hmm. trying to protect him Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean yeah but in that same vein just something to think about as we're discussing here is that if we do give her information then we get you know she she snubs us we get Vlad on our side uh, then, then you know, maybe she has sensitive information that might foil what we're trying to do. Anyway, exactly. she has a price. Yeah. It's it, She's sketchy, not the biggest fan, but it might be worth, you know. Celestine's just been here clenching and unclenching his fists this whole time, just like, I, this is all very complicated, and I, 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 I don't love the idea of trying to make friends with either of these people and 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 they they draw energy from from people whose true names they have and what happens then if we put vlad or chrissy for that matter in a situation where they're being harmed and then we're the reason that they're drawing energy from their well let's face it victims 
I don't know. Look, this is above my head. I don't... I, I still don't know how to do this outside-the-law kind of stuff. And I... I trust you both with my life, and if you if you think that making a deal with one of these folks is is gonna be the right thing to do and gonna gonna be a way that we can help Teaspoon, then I am I will support it. But I tell you what, though, I'm gonna have my finger on my trigger the whole dang time. We'd expect nothing less. I don't trust either of these people. And I get that. I trust you both with my life as well, but we almost lost them going up against Vlad. And that scared the shit out of me and yeah we could go back and try to rectify try to learn more but like maybe we don't maybe we go in for a second time and and get what we missed last time and then lux is even stronger i i don't know if we can do this alone and i don't know what that means i don't know if that means vlad but we certainly need to exhaust our options before going in alone again i think i mean and selfishly we want to take out lux to help teaspoon and and riot (sighs) Like, one step at a time. That is why we're here. That is the goal. And taking out this Vlad person was was never was never why we came to Paragarden to begin with. And I just hate him. You know? I hate his stupid face. <laughs> I, He's a bad guy. And I, I get that the right thing to do would to be to try to help all these people. I just don't think it's the time or our place. You know? I 50% evil. I, I wouldn't say that it's evil doing nothing here, but it's definitely not good. Maybe that's something for the future. I just don't think it's right now kind of action. Celestine looks at Crater and Riot, just like dead in the eyes. When we finish whatever it is that we're doing with this box and all this business is settled, I'm coming back here to put one between Vlad's eyes. <laughs> that is uh, totally up to you and I support your journey. All right then. Whatever we need to do to help Teaspoon and Riot, we will do. Is Bark here? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please. Yes, please. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you hear a crash from the corner of the room because Bark has just like started playing with the symbols on the drum. Oh, no, there's no drum kit. Never mind. You, you hear a crash from the corner of the room because Bark is just fucking around. <laughs> he's trying to pull a curtain off the wall. Yeah, he's like... Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> yeah, you get it, buddy. You get it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have that guy anyway. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, okay, just to maybe put a put a stamp on this. Chrissy loves you, Riot. Big fan. Riot. I'm willing to put money on. She's also a big fan of Barks. <gasps> so <laughs> maybe, maybe we can use. Th- Maybe we can use that as leverage. You know, if you walk in holding barks, like she might fucking explode. Crater, you are a genius. That's smart. I don't like Chrissy on principle, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. Let's do that. But before we do, do we want to talk about the other day? Do we want to talk about that fucked up heap of information I don't know what to do with that we received? You mean when we were coming out of the networks? Yeah, that's the one. Well, let me say, I am glad that I am no longer the only one experiencing that. At the very least, we can all share in the weirdness. I don't know what to make of that. I don't even know. How do we know that the information is true? I suppose we don't. Androids creating humans? I mean, that yeah. goes against everything that we've learned our whole lives. My short life, but... What reason would they have to make this up? Whoever they are. If that was, like, put out there, that would just cause chaos, right? Because it 
goes against everything that we've ever known, right? I don't even know who is giving us this information. It doesn't feel like the Arcana, that's for certain. But I can't be sure that it's the composite couple either, because that's not how they usually reach out to us. Who knows this? Who knows the truth of this history? This is knowledge from a long time ago. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. How how would an android even create a human? Can, can I ask maybe just a historical question here? Yeah. So humans were around before the big oops, right? Like there's like documents showing humans before the big oops. Yeah. Or Good question. it's mostly word of mouth. The history that remains from before the big oops. You okay. know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't want you to start theorizing about humans not being before the big oops. They were definitely there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Cause that was tempting. <laughs> well like i don't know my conspiracy theory hat is on at the moment like the big oops four thousand years ago maybe somebody wanted to wipe this kind of knowledge out of androids to gain some sort of power but do you think edict might know something about this 100 percent. i feel like that's another thing we should tap you want to tap edict somehow absolutely doesn't have to be you don't worry (laughs) ah well i mean we have a specter coin don't we we do have we can contact edict if we need to we i just he's just as likely to be high on rat as he is of help to us hey i mean yeah i suppose i look at crater sorry sorry (laughs) no no shame in it (laughs) i mean I, I, I wasn't ashamed until you apologized for shaming I, I know, me. and now <laughs> I feel weird, and now I don't, I, I feel like I done put my foot in my mouth, and I, I mean, look, I've, I'm sorry, okay? Let's all just have some coffee. You know, if anything, his addiction to rat and his religious fervor might get him to, to talk a little bit easier, so, I don't know. We can certainly take advantage of this coin and the interest he seems to have in, in us, or at the very least, me. And, uh, I mean, we do have some leverage on... Oh, we have some leverage on Edict. Mm-hmm. Because while he may have evaded Diplo's suspicion with the help of Beefs, we could have Garbazine keep an eye on Tudor Birch in case we need his testimony at some point in the future. <laughs> we do have his, his evidence that Edict has been the one supplying Rat, or at least directing rat to be supplied to young androids if we could maybe we can twist edict's arm if we need to i don't know it's just a thought also just knowing the thought like knowing the fact that he and beefs are conspiring like yeah that's that's pretty damning evidence by itself that's tea it is though i i don't know how we present that evidence without admitting that we stole documents not i I don't know yet anyway but we could just say we were dragged in beefs pointed a finger at us uh, incorrectly and gave over information that he really shouldn't have been giving. Yeah, like, I don't think it's going to be hard to convince Edict that Beefs is incompetent. He's a capable man, but he's not a smart man. Yeah. Well, I'm up for it if you are. What about you, Bart? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Bark Bark seems very confused, but supportive. (laughs) Well, should we uh, confirm our order of business? We've got a a lot of leads here being edict being my meeting with lux our fate with the fae (laughs) oh yes chrissy and 13 because we've let it sit for a couple of days 
I think we should do Chrissy first, mm -hmm. depending on how that goes. Then maybe a trip to C13. Mm -hmm. Get some answers on this receiver thing mm -hmm. and potentially just some specter information about like what's happening at the end of this year. Yes. And then Vlad and then Edict. I just re I really don't want to have to deal with Edict on a personal level. <laughs> on a personal level. <laughs> or just like, I, don't th I don't think I've had to have a conversation with Edict yet. It's um, weird. He's a yeah. weird guy. To save you both from it, I, I could, I don't know, fake a religious awakening or something he might sorry and then uh i think actually after after chrissy maybe i'm gonna shoehorn in lux i forgot about your little meeting there riot yeah we do have a busy schedule um i'm content to go along However, you both, in your wisdom, see fit. But I do want to talk to Thirteen at the at the earliest convenience. Okay, let's hit up Chrissy real quick, and then we'll head to fifth. Jesus, to fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, to fifteen. <laughs> 15. <laughs> They're moving up in the world. That's their That's right. <laughs> and then we'll go see Thirteen. Talk about that receiver. Talk about Spectre info. Bring up the Chrissy situation, maybe. Um, and you know we'll probably have to deal with our debts while we're in the general vicinity. I can't imagine we yeah. enter the phase zone and get out without at least a little truth or dare. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, we can make our moves on Lux, on Vlad, on Edict, etc. But that sounds like uh, we have our work cut out for us today. And then band practice at 10 p.m. Band practice at 10 p.m. <laughs> Actually got us a spot. It's, um, <laughs> there's a bathroom, which is surprising. <laughs> How are the acoustics? There are some. So, that's good. Do you know how hard it is to find a rehearsal space? <laughs> really hard. At, around CGA time, like, get it. And Paragarden just doesn't value rehearsal spaces. They're just really, uh, you know, it's all about churches and... Uh, oh, no. Condos <laughs> Too real. <laughs> oh. All right, should we go to that Boston pizza ass <laughs> place let's do it all right barks come along we need you <laughs> quick question are you guys dealing you don't have to we can save this for another time but do you want to like deal with the ring right now oh mm. yeah you don't have to send it back right now like jd specifically told you to like sit on it for a couple days because it would be it would be weird if it showed up the day that you guys like started getting questioning about it right so but it's been like a day or two since then right it has yeah so it's totally up to you maybe on our way out we run by jd tell yes. him what we're feeling about his end of the bargain and jet yes let's uh let's pay jd a brief visit love that okay to the temperance room to the temperance room <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you head over to the temperance room. JD is, uh, what's he doing this time? Uh, let's say he's pacing. <laughs> Don't know why. He's just, uh, he looks deep in thought and, uh, he just kind of gently and methodically paces from one side of the room to the other. Um, we pretty much established that you guys never knock. So I'm just, okay. I'm just describing this cause I'm assuming you've walked. Oh yeah. Uh, immediately. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Thinking hard or hardly thinking. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's a new one. I haven't heard it before. How are you guys doing? Laying low, feeling okay? Feeling all right. How are you doing? Uh, got a lot on your mind? I've taken a few days off, which is um, a bit uncomfortable for me. I don't know that I've ever had more than a day off in a row. And I, I, frankly, I don't know what to do with myself. I, 
I tried reading and I read every book that I own. And then I, I've just started pacing to see if it starts, you know, triggering some thoughts to come to the surface. And then I sort of got into the rhythm of it. And now I just am doing it because it, I like the feeling. Um, <laughs> that was maybe too much information for how I'm doing. Absolutely. Uh, what, what, what's going on? What do you need? Well, we've been thinking. Good. Uh, and we were talking. And re the ring. Mm-hmm. We think it would be maybe a good idea if it somehow turned up in a weird, you know, when you just like, you need to put something in a safe place and then that safe place ends up being virtually unfindable to you later. What if that happened to Beef's ring hmm. in his office, in the Diplo sector, you're a Diplo, just, you know, like what if that were to happen? Do you think you could pull something like that off? Hmm. So I take it you are not intending to use the ring to garner, let's say, favors from anybody that you're, you know, trying to keep in your pocket. I'm. Let me be clear. I'm in. I'm in absolute favor of this plan because it feels like we're staying under the radar. So just making sure that this is what you want to do. Lux could be a person from whom we would like a favor, but that guy is dangerous, and I don't know what would come of us ousting ourselves like that. Mm. Yeah, that, that seems like more trouble than it's worth, to be honest. Fair enough. Yes, I can absolutely do this, and I could do it when? Uh, tomorrow? Does that does that make sense? I don't want to go in if I'm not supposed to be there. I feel it's a bit more suspicious than what we'd like to put on yeah. ourselves. Conspicuous, for sure. I think that's fine. Okay. What do you guys think? Yes, if that's as soon as you're able to do it, then then that makes uh, that makes sense. Though, uh, I think we're all eager to have the Diplo suspicion on us eased a little, which we hope to accomplish by returning this ring. Understood. I'll put it somewhere that would, to anyone other than Beefs, would just appear that he just misplaced it, which I, I don't think is a hard sell for Beefs, to be completely honest. Okay. Good plan. Thank you. Thank you. JD, might I... I when I was, uh, when I was being questioned by the Diplos. I happened to notice that, uh, well, you see, they took my prints a second time, and then hmm. one scribbled down to another one that my prints were not in the system. Hmm. What does that mean? Why might that be? Well, it it's certainly something they've been keeping an eye on, because if your parts aren't in the system, it might suggest that someone has made an android, you, potentially, uh, off the grid. That can sometimes uh, be in tandem with, you know, people stealing parts and using non-standard parts and not working with the specters, and that's a, a little bit suspicious. Typically, in that case, uh, they'd need to find the maker because the maker would be, well, they'd be charged with creating an android off the grid. How do you find the maker of an android whose prints are not in the system? That's a great question. It's probably open an investigation, to be honest. Celestine takes off his hat. J.D., I would be eternally grateful to you if you would keep your ear to the ground, as it were. If there was any investigation about who my maker might be, I don't know my maker. I don't remember them. And uh, and it would mean a great deal to me if I could get any information that would help me find them. Oh, um, of course. Yes, I if I hear anything, I will be sure to let you know. And thank you for letting me know. All right, then. Okay. Good chat. Good chat. I guess we'll let you uh, 
Get back to that pacing, then. Uh, you've almost worn through the carpet in that area, so maybe mix it up a bit. <laughs> oh, mix it up. Oh, I should try a new direction. Have you tried, like, knitting or something? Knitting? That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Can you stop and get me some yarn on your way back? That would be... Mo- you know what? I can just call for... So- Never mind. We'll figure it out. Thank you for the <laughs> suggestion. Yeah. I love you. Oh, wait. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I knew he had it in there. JD paces uh, <laughs> facing opposite you, like doesn't turn around so that you can't see his face and he just <laughs> go to, goes back and forth. <laughs> oh, all right. See ya. Let's go. What an odd man. <laughs> that boy's not right. <laughs> but in kind of a delightful way, oh, really. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting there. He's growing. He is growing. He is. He's expanding his horizons. As you start to make your way towards the door to leave, Riot, your pip lights up and makes a little noise. You've received a message. Ooh. I'm going to check it out here. And it's from 13. Oh. The message reads, hey, emergency, can you guys come up to the phase zone ASAP? Need to talk. Shit. Um. Okay. Bit of a... Th- 13 emergency. Uh, maybe we rearrange the order here. Should we go up to the phase zone right now? If they need us, then. I can't imagine what it would be, but uh, yeah, let's. Uh... If it's just like the Fae are like really on their ass to play truth or dare and that's the emergency, <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. Oh, I'm really pissed for sure. <laughs> All right, oh. let's motor. To the phase zone. To the phase zone. Back into the elevator. Back into that decrepit, mostly abandoned zone, you step out and make your way to the cathedral. Are you going straight in? I think so. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So as you approach the cathedral (laughs) door, you hear a bit of commotion from within. Um, And as you open it, you see that 13 is kind of contending with the, you know, beautiful branch and leaf made humanoid uh, female fae and the uncomfortably tall garden gnome fae with a pointy red and dotted polka, <laughs> with the pointy red polka dotted hat. They don't see you as you come in because the two fae are like, where are they? It's been days. <laughs> Listen, I am obviously grateful for everything you had to do. Uh, I don't know who those people are. I've texted, oh, uh, and 13 sees you come in and then waves and they're just like, hey, um, I'm so glad you guys are here. Uh, we need to talk about a couple things, but um, we come to... On. These are them. Come on. Let's do this now. You've been promising us for days. Come on. Oh. This is the emergency? This is the this is the emergency. I mean, yes, but there's more. Trust me. <laughs> I promise I will tell you everything, but we have to get this out of the way. They have been bothering me for literally days. We're not going anywhere until we get some truth or dare. Oh, oh my God. God. We want to play truth or dare so bad. Wisteria deserves as many truth and dares as she, as she, as she wants. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I do. Y'all are fucked. We are fucking <laughs> <laughs> 13 sits down on the flower bed and sort of like gestures for you to sit down and as they sit down the two face it on either side of them like expectantly as well feed us <laughs> oh, so you don't you, yes the problem is that you make this harder than it needs to be and grosser and so much grosser what do you mean we're just trying to play truth or dare a thing that the whole world enjoys doing especially with the fae okay 
It's natural. How many rounds are we playing here? We'll see. What do you mean we'll see? <laughs> it like depends on like how good the first few rounds are. Anyway, we should get started if you're like in a hurry or whatever. Sure. All right. All right. Fine. Truth or dare? Who are you asking there, big boy? Huh? <laughs> I, I missed what you said there. <laughs> I don't know why you missed what I said. My speech is perfectly clear. Who are you asking there, big boy? Huh? Uh, I'm, I'm asking you there, big boy. Me? You're asking me? Bit of an Elvis Boomhauer vibe. <laughs> pick, pick truth, huh? Elvis Boomhauer. <laughs> truth me. Truth me. Who do you have a crush on? Easy, huh? Wisteria. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's nice. We're, we're fucking. All right. <laughs> cool. That's true. All right. That's one, that's one round done. I, you know what? This this is fun. Uh, thank you for thank you for indulging us. I knew you'd come around. Cool. So we're we're done, right? No, it's my turn. Truth or dare? Who are you asking? <laughs> Big boy. Fucking truth. I don't. I don't know. Sure. Truth. What's in the box? There's nothing in the box. That box right there. We have opened it. We've opened it, and there was nothing in it. Oh, come on. There's got to be something good in that box. I can feel a lot of juice coming out of that box. There is literally nothing in the box. Hmm. You can do like a lie test or whatever. It'll come up. Well, fine. I trust you. Now it's Wisteria's turn. Wisteria? Wisteria looks at Riot. Truth or dare? Dare. (laughs) Okay. Hell yeah. I dare you for the next hour to end every sentence with cowabunga. Oh, for an hour? (laughs) Yeah, an hour. Do you do you want to make this podcast unlistenable, <laughs> <laughs> or at least till we're done playing Truth or Dare, which could be like six hours oh or something? Gosh. I don't know. That's the minimum. If we if we leave and we if you don't say Carabunga, there's no way we're we're gonna know. Okay, okay. Can we do a whichever comes first kind of thing? Maybe, but I haven't heard a single Cowabunga yet. Cowabunga. <laughs> All right, that great dare was stereo. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Cowabunga. All right. Wisteria, truth or dare? Mm, Dare. Truth, 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 truth. Well, I wish that I had given this more thought before I asked you. (laughs) That was was my problem. I panicked. (laughs) (laughs) That was the classic truth question, though. What is it about the box that you find so interesting? I mean, I literally haven't even seen the box and I know that you have it. Like, I know it's on you and everybody in the Fae Zone has been talking about it. Well, at least like everybody that I know, which are like the Fae, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I just think it's really interesting and I want to know what's in it probably more than anything I've ever wanted to know in my life ever. More than anything. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, right? Like, it's just, I just need to know. I'm so hungry for it i'm obsessed with that box but i'm scared too yeah it's a little frightening in a sexy way yeah my nipples (laughs) you're all about that box (laughs) i would say i'm all about the box all right uh wisteria Uh, let's do a follow-up truth or dare cowabunga (laughs) (laughs) okay uh dare fuck (laughs) or truth whatever you got whatever you got hey hey riot Hey, what? Cowabunga. <laughs> Tell them to go home. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Oh my God. <laughs> I dare you to go home. Cowabunga. And stay. Cowabunga. Wisteria's eyes fill up with tears. And she's just like, okay, well, um, obviously the sanctity of truth or dare is really important to me. And um, 
like I'm not gonna go against it, but like I just think that was really mean and um just see if I ever play Truth or Dare with you ever again. And she like vanishes into the she vanishes into the floor, the like flower floor. <laughs> oh my she's God. gone forever. What, what are you I done? Horrible. Oh, that sucked. That sucked. <laughs> that was an abuse. Cowabunga. That was an abuse of Truth or Dare. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry what? Sorry. Sorry what? <laughs> Sorry what? Right. Cowabunga. Come on. Cowabunga. <laughs> Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hearing that cowabunga certainly does take the edge off it's my turn again Sybil, or you you don't know my name i don't know your name the one with the cowboy hat the less handsome one with the cowboy hat hey and Bar- wait. barks is like Burf. oh <laughs> oh all right that is fair you are a handsome devil i'm sorry what was the question truth or dare huh <laughs> truth thank you very much <laughs> Who is your best friend and why? Who is my best friend and why? You can only pick one. <laughs> I'll I just look back and forth from Riot to Crater. To, uh, that is that is perhaps the most cruel thing that I have seen a Faye do in my short time knowing Faye. And you know what? That was a kindness compared to what you are trying to put me through right now. This is the situation now. All right. So I look back and forth to Crater and Riot. I say, right here, I point at Bark. <laughs> That is my best friend. <laughs> because as long as I have known him, he has always been by my side. <laughs> and he's always been happy. <laughs> and he's always been a comfort to me. And uh, he looks great in a cowboy hat. Answer over. Darn tootin'. Bart gets on his hind legs and does a little dance. You see? <laughs> he's perfect. Thirteen looks at... At uh, the remaining fate, and it's just like, how much more? I genuinely have things to do today. I want to make sure that you're satisfied because I do not want to do this again. All right, tell you what, if I could do two in a row, just me to them, I'll be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are okay with it, this can all be over soon. <sighs> yeah, fine. fine. Let's do it. Sure. Let's just be yeah, done. Yeah. All right, back at the beginning, you, big guy, truth or dare. Fucking told myself I'd never say this answer, but like, Fucking dare, I guess. I dare you to make out with me. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Damn it. It always comes back to this. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little taste. Wisteria won't mind. Can I just take a pink belly instead? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what is that? That's where you slap his belly because he's not going to do it. <laughs> Your belly looks kind of hot there, big boy. I can, I can make a pink. <laughs> Just a little one. Just a little kiss. How, how about a slap your belly and then a kiss on the forehead? Sure. It seems like the best deal you're going to get, Crater. <laughs> yeah, I I consent. <laughs> okay. I slap you on the belly. Or oh. El- yeah. <laughs> Come on. Just a little tender one. Kiss me tender. Kiss me sweet. Oh, my God. Kiss me just one time. <laughs> okay, I... I grab onto his head just so he, I I know for a fact he's not going to pull that fast one where you know like someone like like is like kiss me on the cheek and they turn their head real quick yeah, and kiss yeah, me by accident. Yeah. I grab him by the head so they cannot fucking move their head and then oh. I just kiss him on the forehead once. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, ugh, I spit on the ground. <laughs> oh, come on now. All right, who wants the last one? I'll let you choose amongst yourselves. I'll do it. I'll do. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> Ms. Riot, you're already saying cowabunga for the next hour. I, I'm concerned as to what the escalation of that might look like. I mean... But if you would like to go, then by all means. You just had to do one. I feel like maybe it's my All right, turn. sounds good. I'm good. I'll sit down. Cowabunga. 
<laughs> Cowabunga. Truth or dare? Truth. Cowabunga. Fuck Mary Kill. Dead trees. <laughs> Fay frogs. Fire breathing swans. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to fuck the dad trees because I have daddy issues. <laughs> Marry the fire breathing swans because what a collaboration that would be. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> and I'm going to, I would kill the fave frogs again. Sorry. No offense. Cowabunga. A <laughs> <laughs> French taken, but that's part of the game. <laughs> Sorry, cowbunga. Oh, I feel full, full of cows and bunkers and truths and dares. And now I got to go comfort wisteria. Thank you very much. Sorry. Okay, before you go, before you go, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for helping me. Just let me know if you see anybody else coming up around here. Okay. Wow. I I will play truth or dare by myself with you if I have to. Just please let me know. As long as you keep those truth or dares coming, we'll tell you who's showing up in the phase. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Goodbye. Poof. <laughs> and so goes We Elvis, which was his name. <laughs> yeah, in a puff of blue suede. <laughs> Hello, it's Jay, one of your DMs. I'm back again to remind you that if you're enjoying the show, you could enjoy it at us by checking out our Patreon. What is a Patreon, you might ask? Well, it is basically a monthly subscription service to us, Planet Arcana, the podcast. Sure, our show is free on all the podcatchers as it is, but we do throw in a little extra something for our patrons. For example, early episodes, without me blabbering at you in the mid-roll like I'm doing right now. But our most popular tier is called the Queen of Pentacles, and it includes an entire other monthly talkback show called Recharge, in which we discuss the episodes and give unhinged recommendations to things. It's a blast, and I will personally guarantee you will like it. Check out planetarcana.com or head straight over to patreon.com slash planetarcana and scope the deeds. <laughs> Sorry. Of course, and as always, the best free way to enjoy our show at us is to post about it and tell your friends. We appreciate every time you do, and we hope to keep making stuff you like enough to talk about it. We love you. Thank you. Back to the show. I feel like I can maybe stop the cowabunga stuff, right? Now that they're gone. Yeah, they... Oh, wow. Thank please, Christ. Please do. Right, it takes a hundred psychic damage. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, they have been so fucking hungry for truth or dare. There's been... Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but this is not even the emergency I was texting you about. There have been people, like, coming around this area, like, looking for you guys and i i know i asked you to come up here but i figure that you are like more equipped to handle it than i am and i'm getting nervous and luckily every time someone's come up here like just looking for someone and let me be specific the people who are coming around are wearing like the dumb ties and the the you know it's vlad's crew the fae have kept them away luckily like they're they're keeping these fucking i don't know I'm just a bit rattled. Sorry, it's been uh, it's been a weird couple of days. Shit. When's the last time that these tied fellows came by? Last night. Did they say anything else, or are they just asking after us? <sighs> well, I, from what I can tell, like I don't think anybody saw me. Luckily, because I feel like otherwise I, I wouldn't be here. Like people have come around the church and they haven't 
necessarily stopped in here, but I just, I don't want to take any chances. And luckily the Fae have been like <laughs> on my side. Um, it's been a lot of truth and dare the last couple of days, but, uh, yeah, they've, I think they've come around like two or three times that I know of. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, no. I feel terrible that we brought this trouble to your doorstep. Oh my God. No, no, no. Don't, don't apologize. I just, I just want you to understand the scope of what's going on. It's yeah. Um, it's a bit weird, you know, Chrissy, like I've never felt in danger working alongside Chrissy and now this, <laughs> um, it's not your fault. It's not your fault at all. I, I, in fact, I'm just really glad that you came at all. So thanks. Literally any time. What, what's your yeah. take on Chrissy at this point for us? We were thinking of paying her a visit to see if we can bargain with her, with the knowledge that we have, that we've gleaned about Vlad and his weaknesses from the networks when we were in there. What do you think the likelihood of, is of that working? Um, hmm. I mean, Chrissy, Chrissy's fair, right? I understand that you didn't do exactly what she asked you to do, but you damn well tried. At least Chrissy's not like sending out goons. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, our other option, if that falls through, is to just approach Vlad and see if he wants to help us. Yeah, well, I'll support you in whatever you want to do. Um, it's all a bit, it's a, it's a bit more than I'm used to, I would say. Like, I'm happy to help. I just don't really have experience in like, uh, you know, trying to kill a name Sferatu and the networks and then then it doesn't work and then you have to like bargain with one of them it's definitely more than i, I than i know how to give you advice for it but 13 yeah. did you know that vlad used to work for chrissy i didn't know that uh yeah chrissy and i have sort of a surface level relationship even though i'm you know we do like business together i i try to keep out of her business as much as possible because i you know i just want to help i don't necessarily want to like know if that makes sense. Well, one of the things that we learned about Vlad is that he is rather terrified of Chrissy. Cool. So that's to say she's definitely somebody to be afraid of. And at the very least, if you're going to continue a relationship with her, you should just be aware and watch your back. Thank you. It's not that I don't think that she would, uh, you know, hurt me. It's more that I've just, I don't think I've given her any reason to. And I intend to continue that uh, relationship, that dynamic at least. Was there anything else that you wanted us to know when you called us up here? Oh shit, yeah, the emergency. Sorry, I got wrapped up in truth or dare. Oh, people um, looking for us was not the emergency. <laughs> Great. That's, yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so... Kind of a wild question, but would you guys mind jumping into the networks with me? It's really important. I just don't know how to explain this. I, I, I want you to see something that I've seen. Can you give us like a ballpark vibe? I got a message. From who? From Teaspoon. Oh. What, what did the message say? That's what I want to show you. All right. I'm down. Absolutely. Can I just be a little shit here and roll an insight check real quick? Ooh. Yeah, of course. That's interesting. There's yeah. no shit. There's no little shit. Yeah, we've gotten very used to trusting t uh, 13. Yeah. That <laughs> was a 17. <laughs> they, like, they're definitely nervous, and they don't seem like anything's different about them, though, necessarily. Like, 
they've been pretty upfront with you in the past and you suspect that like if they were lying or trying to like pull something over on you something in their demeanor might have changed but you can tell that they're nervous because like what they're trying to show you you get the sense that they're trustworthy in this scenario gotcha okay it's just it's it's been a minute so totally fair roll as many insight checks as you would like ever now is this message in the dream network because teaspoon is a human So, I mean, you know that I have to, like, jump between when I'm helping different kinds of people from me. Um, I was able to talk to you even when you were on the other side. If we just meet in the first tier, as you guys have called it, um, I I think I'll be able to show it to you. Or at least you'll be able to hear it. Does that work? It does. My only concern was just how difficult and painful the transition from digital to dream network was the last time. And and if there was some way for us to get where we needed to be the first time, that would be welcome. But we're here to we're here to help whatever we can do. Yeah, let's um, let's just try it. If we have to, we'll jump and hopefully this just works. I've I've never shown a message to someone else. I don't know how this works. Uh, let's just vibe. <laughs> hey, we got you on the vibe department. I knew you would. Too blessed to be stressed. Let's go, go for that. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> and so I think 13 might guide you to sit with them in the flower bed and in fact doze with them a little bit, meditate with them. And as you do, you begin to feel that familiar sensation of being pulled. Riot? Give me that D4. Mm. That's two. (gasps) Oh my god. Is that the first time? Yeah. That's the very first time. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so Riot, you feel yourself being pulled. Now that you've been in both, you can tell that you're going Dream Network bound. (laughs) And the other three of you arrive in the digital network. But like before, you can hear each other. You can hear the echoes crossing between. Hello. Hello. Critter? Ms. Riot, are you out there? Y- yeah, yeah. You're all right? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I can hear you. Is 13 there? Here? There? <laughs> I'm here. Um, I can hear you. Oh. listening. Oh, God. Um, yeah, okay. I- I'm just going to try it. Let me know if there's any problems. Here we go. Yeah, see how this goes. Crater and Celestine, you are with 13 in this sort of ambiguous space. And you see them sort of just look off into the distance. And when they do, a thread appears and connects from them to who knows where. It goes on forever. When this appears, 13 reaches up an arm and just plucks it like a musical instrument. And you feel just sort of like the vibrations of the string oscillating. And through the vibrations of the string, you start to hear a voice. It's Teaspoons. Dearest 13, after so long without contact, please excuse the brusqueness of this message. I have much to explain and not much time. I was terrified and ecstatic to hear our mutual friends mention your name at the drag bruncheon. I can only assume you found each other. And so my window to act is now. I can't risk connecting myself with Riot. Lux, 
won't let me out of his sight after this, and if he knows we're working together, we won't stand a chance. And so I send this through you, Thirteen. When you're with them, tell them this. Tell them Lux collects true names. At least fifty by my count, mine included. These names give him power over us. From what I can tell, Lux can prevent us from speaking his name. Lux can put words in our mouths. Lux can hide things from our sight. Lux feeds on our successes. Lux can tell if one of us reaches out to another one who has our true names and he lashes out against both. But Lux gets tired sometimes. Weak. I've seen it happen. Measured it. And his next vulnerability is coming soon. But I need it to be precise. I need you to find a way to make sure Lux is weak during the CGA final ceremonies. So I can do what has to be done. I hate to scare you all. But I hope you understand the severity of my actions in sending this. He won't know what I've said to you in this message, but he'll know. He'll know I've made a move on him. He'll know I've contacted Thirteen. He'll know they have my true name. Tell them, Thirteen. Tell them they need to protect you. Riot, you hear all of this too from the Dream Network. And as the message wraps up, you all sort of come back to consciousness in the waking worlds. It dawns on you back in Viridesia at the Equinox party in a secluded corridor of the Solmazate estate. There, Teaspoon leaned forward, took Riot's hand in hers and said it, they've got my true name. And as you awaken in the cathedral, you all turn to look at Thirteen in a moment of mutual realization. They've got my true name. It's you. Yeah. So we need to keep you from Lux at all costs to keep this above water. Yeah, but we have to help her. We will. We will. It seems like she's got a plan. Seems like she's getting ready to do something risky, something that might put herself in harm's way. And we need to make Lux weak for the CGAs. So we need to figure out how to do that. Could be the same way that we had planned to weaken Vlad. Mm-hmm. But let's just back up a minute here because one of the things that stood out to me was Teaspoon's description of what it's like when Lux has your true name, what he can make you do. And Ms. Riot, you, you seem to exhibit some of those same symptoms. Yeah. Which means that Lux likely has your true name even if you don't. How? How is that even possible? I I never got it. What the fuck? You're right, though. Don't explain everything. And that also means that he has some power over you. He has some ability to protect himself from you. So, if that's the case, some good I am in this whole thing. I feel like I'm only putting you all at risk. If that is the case. If that's the case, what it means is we need to protect you every bit as much as we need to protect 13 here. That's what it means. God. Well, we know when Lux's big sleep is gonna be. Mm, the message was that the 
It's happening soon, but Teaspoon needs it to happen at a specific time. So we need to figure out how to induce a big sleep. Didn't she also tell us that she needed a distraction at CGAs from her conversation? Yes. I think you could maybe assume that these things are connected. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Hmm. I interpreted that like wanted to go in kind of like what we're doing flat and like hurt him until he was vulnerable. Well, it seems like Teaspoon might already have that plan. She certainly plans to make a move against him while he is weak, while he's vulnerable. And so it'll be up to us to put him in that state. Sounds like we need the guidance of another names Veratu, unfortunately, to me. <laughs> DMs, did Chrissy previously say that if you kill a names Veratu in the physical world, that they go into they just go into a big sleep and regenerate? She just said that they regenerate in some way. It's not a bad theory. I just want to say that she didn't say that explicitly. All right. <laughs> All right. Well. Perhaps then this is the information that we need from Chrissy. As you said, Ms. Riot, we need the help of another names for Atu. You need the help of another names for Atu, yes. The plan is all coming together. But Riot, there's a burning question in your mind that has been burrowing deeper and deeper ever since you said it. How did he get your true name? You've never had it. The only people that would have had it were your parents. They, they died a long time ago. They died mysteriously oh my stars 